Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford. And today's a little bit of a mix-up. It's a little bit different than what we're normally bringing to you. Yes, we have an interview, but there's absolutely no structure in it. It's essentially two really, really smart marketers, myself and my guest, Lars Konenberg. And we are diving deep into marketing and topics and uh, what it's like to deal with clients that you don't like, what it means to even be a marketer, all of these heavy and deep questions uh, with some laughter and some fun and ultimately preparing anybody who listens to become a better marketer. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to the episode. Uh, we have a very special guest today. Uh, is somebody that uh, I've been connecting with for some time. He is also a Titan accelerator, just like me. And if, if you're getting a theme, I'm bringing on a lot of Titans because there's a lot of talent in that group. And uh, I would like to welcome Lars Konenberg to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Zach. And you're yeah, welcome. And I totally butchered your last name. <laughs> <laughs> my last name is Lars Konaderberg, but um, yeah, if you're on the fence of getting into Titans, I mean, if you heard multiple of these podcasts, you know already that you have to be in the group and in the vicinity of Brian and his amazing group of people. I mean, oh, it's the same how, uh, yeah, me and Zach Matt is just a group of, yeah, what do you call it? Sharers, lovers, lovers of marketing, people who are just willing to push each other up and help Givers. each other grow. And yes. I don't know. I have so much information and so much mind-boggling guests that I've came in that is just amazing to to be part of a group like that. I'm also uh, equally as grateful for that community. I think there's there's not a lot of uh, ROI that I can trace back to it, but there is a lot of growth inside of me, which in turn has allowed me to build a lot of different things and and do all the things like write my book and and start the podcast and do these things that I was kind of on the fence. Uh, about doing, but that community is so accepting um, and they allow you to share ideas and everyone's willing to support each other that it's, it's just fun, man. Right. Like, <laughs> well, it, it, it obviously, I don't know when you jumped in, but for me, it was full on COVID time. So it was, it was just, you know, you ain't got nothing else to do anything or anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not from the state, so it's hard for me to travel to big events and it's always a hassle. You, you know, got to be away from family and um, all this jazz that comes with getting outside of my own country and outside of my own bubble. But then being able to sit in a room virtually with these people is just amazing in terms of what it brings you. And as you say, like, yeah, we're marketers. We want an ROI on everything. We want to pay and invest and get money back and be able to say, yeah, that came back from this and this and this and this. I've yeah. spent thousands if not ten thousand of of hours and dollars and euros hey. on, on education area material and a lot of them never really put in back in roi and this i can't as i say i can't put back an roi just like you do but i know from the constant repetition of ideas and constant of, of upbringing of ideas yes. and and just getting warmed up every time like it's it's like a a booster of energy just sitting in and seeing a yeah. Brian, but also the guest that he has on is just amazing. I mean, literally building future titans <laughs> of, of direct response, right? Like some of the ideas, and it's not what you think it would be most of the time. Like there's very deep issues and stuff that we're talking about. That's not necessarily directly connected with business or marketing, but it's everything at the same time, right? Like without these fundamental ideas, you know, you're, you're going to struggle to grow and scale your business. I know me personally, when I went there, 
I was super money motivated uh, in all aspects, like not just me as a human, but like my marketing. So I was attracting all these clients that were very needy and high, and high touch and all these different things. Like it has transformed the way I view the customer cycle and uh, how I deal with customers and clients in general. I literally, I didn't even take clients for like two years. I just got my first client. <laughs> like uh, I closed it today, actually the close and a new offer that, I, that I'm putting out and where it's actually, thank you. Thank you. A, a done for you offer. And, and I was afraid to do that before because I was like, Oh, but I mean, it is like the best client you could ever want. And it is like, here's the keys to the kingdom. Ha have fun. Uh, Tell me when you're done, you know, like it's one of those things. So it's like, it feels good. And I learned a lot of that from Brian and setting your non-negotiables and stuff like that. And yeah, no, it's been well worth it. I'm going on my third year. So I'm going to be like a veteran. I got a white hat somewhere around here, man. How many years? I got it too. I'm picking it too. Are you put on hat or should I just? Well, they're not sponsoring this. So I, I think we should talk about other things, but Brian is coming on at some point. So, and I send him a lot of love. Everybody I talk to, I always... I always pump up his pod so or his uh yeah. well you're if you're a guest on or listening on this make sure to listen to the one with brian that's gonna blow your mind already yeah and just, no, they're, they're gonna get I, I think the tip, big takeaway for me is understanding the power of being in communities that are really helpful and really able to push you up and able to give you the mindset and ideology that you really need to be able to succeed and it's yeah. more than just marketing and you know congratulations for closing your deal i mean that's that's amazing and that's that's a sense of like we also have to step back and say you know these are day-to-day -day business operations that happen i mean the, you yes. before we jumped on you talked about your first online sale it doesn't matter if you're a starting off entrepreneur or you are already running a, a, a big show or even you know setting up a new venture or whatever it's always exciting to get a sale it's always exciting to get somebody yes. to you know opt in and pay or you know yes I mean, I, we've done launches where I was like the the F five button was my favorite button because it's like how much now how much now how much now dopamine 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 yeah no it's good it, it, I think yeah it's money is obviously nice and it's, it's nice yeah. to get it but it's also the validation like okay I put all this hard work yeah. I put all these efforts into ads or running or lead generation yeah. or setting up funnels and then when it actually works and yeah. it's just nice and especially I think yeah. like, like looping it back into Titans. It's a product that delivers a, a, a core fundamental value. And if you do that with your product or any type of yeah. marketing, you know, nobody's going to feel bad about spending whatever money they did on getting no. whatever service or product you got because feel you'll like feel better by it, like spending. Yeah, man, I spend this. I'm so happy. For sure. And, and so like my trajectory, I was running the agency and it was very like stressful and, and high touch. And that's why I was like, I need to find something else to do because like, yeah, it's making lots of money, but like, I want to live and survive. <laughs> like I want to be around to spend the money. And then, so I spent the last two years working on newsletters and uh, I, I recently exited about three months ago. Then I wrote the book. And then I, even like today closing this deal, my first client, I was like, are you ready for this? Like, are you ready to get back into client management? But my whole marketing approach has changed. So the people that I've attracted into my world are like, are phenomenal. And it, they, they're friends essentially is what it is. And we're helping them get the results that they want versus what I'm trying to like package and give them. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, I spent so many, so much time, so many books, and you can see in the shelf behind me here, like I'm everything that you can get your hands on marketing and copywriting wise. I was always, I was doing it all, man. I was doing it all. 
And uh, what I found that worked is just really listening to like this podcast is what inspired me to write the book. And then that led me to launching my offer that I've just launched and and all these little pieces. And it's just because I was listening and you hear like these trends of like um, what people need and what they want. And you don't even, and you're just like, Hey, I could do that for you. And they're like, would you, Oh my goodness. You know, it's a different conversation. And they're like, thank you. Like, thank you for taking this off my plate. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm the expert. That's cool. That's great. And now we can, we can figure these things out. Cause I think we were talking about this a little bit is like, you don't like, nobody shows up and they're like, dude, you're an expert. <laughs> like it doesn't happen. And it gets built over time. And, and it's a, it's the belief of, of being able to show up consistently and, and deliver on your promises and, and all these things. And I think that money blocks a lot of what business truly is because if you can find something and this is kind of cliche but if you find something that you would do regardless if you're getting paid or not or even if it does feel a little bit like work but you commit to doing a hundred plus of them like like this podcast for example it's already changed my trajectory so much that you know i am where i am today man i get to sit down and talk marketing with you and and connect with all of these bigger names that i was always like who are these people and how do i work with them and what does that look like they just don't want people reaching out to them being like, Hey, buy my thing. They're very much like, Hey, I've got something for you. And this is, this is specifically for you. And I want to work with you and I can show you how I can get there and all these different things. And it's a totally different conversation versus buy my stuff today. You know? Yeah. You, you dropped on a couple of things like leading by value, being able to diagnose somebody's problem and offering them the de- the, the medicine Yep. And, and you saw that today on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I saw it today, but it triggered me. Now again, you say it well. And I had a conversation with my, my partner as well today about it. And I told her too, like, you've got to go down, be the doctor, listen, and do mm-hmm. the diagnosis. There was a there was actually a funny Dutch guy who he, he was getting questioned on what are coaches doing and is there any valuable on all this life coach and blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, if we boil it down, half of them are egocentric, like many other marketers or any other uh, sort of faced business. Mm-hmm. And he said, in the end, if this person is an egomaniac that only actively listens to the other person for one hour, that's already enough to condone their fees. And that's already going to help the other person just to being listened to. And I think in terms of business, being listened to, and having somebody really boil it down and pick your brain and ask you questions, and especially if it's somebody who has a background in certain things that you're trying to solve, then it just makes it so much more valuable. Because if this person listens and actively asks you, hey, how you should do this, how you should do that, without putting in their offer or putting in their like type of thing they want to sell you or type of thing that they want you to do, but really thinking, hey, you know what? What's the best possible solution for you to take, the best possible action for you to take? That's... You know, See, even man. just do that for someone else without having to ask for, hey, do you want to work with me? Do you want to? I mean, yeah. that's half of our sales conversations were like that. We just ask people, and sometimes you told them, You're, we're not fit, yeah. but yeah, you should try this or you should talk to this person, you should do this. Because what I heard you say is even just boiling down, this is the problem that you're facing and this is what you're trying to do. And yeah, if we have medicine that will fit, we'll give it to you, but. A hundred percent. And I think that we overcomplicate it because money kind of blinds us to what really needs to happen. Right. And, and for me, um, when I am, so my, my offers for uh, a newsletters where I'm actually helping other people do newsletters 
And because I had an opportunity to get involved in newsletters, those did well, I was able to exit. And then um, I, I was really bad at being like, you're the, you're going to be the newsletter guy. You're going to be the ad guy. I was very, I was like, I had all these hats. Funny story. I went to uh, Funnel Hacking Live in uh, 2019, I think. And Russell Bunsen did this huge presentation. And he's like, "If don't be like me. If you know uh, copywriting, if you know ads, if you know this, if you know this, you know, you don't need to be like me. You can just find your who. And I'm like, oh, I'm screwed, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I already I spent all the time learning all these things. So, and my problem was I had all these options and I would always go back to the advertising because it's what's worked in the past. And uh, one thing I learned from Brian in the community, it's like, you need to fully let go of what you had in order to allow for the new to come into your life. And uh, for me, this idea of like doing newsletters, but I can't, I constantly heard it like over and over again, people are like taking their checkbook and being like, Hey, I have this huge problem. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see that. I'm going to, do you need help with ads? Do you need help with this? Do you need help with, do you know what I mean? Because I thought I was a certain person and, uh, just being open and, and having conversations and truly listening, like you were saying, without thinking about the money, actually trying to help them and figure that out. And even uh, the deal I closed today is for a very reputable company. Like everybody on this podcast knows it. You will definitely know it. Everybody in our community will know it. And uh, it's not like I was like back up the truck. I literally just led with value consistently the whole time. And I wasn't even thinking like, I want to work with you. I was thinking like, there's a problem here and I want to help you do that. I, and then, so I just kept giving and giving and giving and giving. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then that sparked the idea for the offer. I gave it to somebody else. They're like, can you get this done this week for me? So already I have another one. On, like, it's just how it works is when it comes from that. I call it alignment. I don't know. Do you find that with your offers and the things that you're working with? Well, I want to ask you a question then. Like for, sure. for anybody listening, like how long did that take? Because like you're talking about relationship. Building. Oh, two, like two but years. <laughs> This is the reality that I think if you're new to the game or even halfway in, because when we before we started recording, I I told Zach like, hey, when 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 me prepping for this call or well, I don't know if we call it prepping, but it's like, thinking through of what I'm going to actually discuss. Yeah. I was thinking to myself like, hey, I've been running Facebook ads since it was called dark posts, <laughs> which is I don't know. Anyway, that's old. That's. I, that, the beginning of Facebook, literally. That was that was weird. There was no real ads manager. It was kind of wonky how to set up ads, but that's that's when we started. And then looking back, so many questions on myself and looking back at it as well, it's like how many opportunities of really relationship building would have been made my business so much easier? Oh. I mean, I, I know for sure you have, and if you tell me this, that it took two years to get a deal, I mean, if you lead with value and if you know this is a long-term game, this is something that you're going to play for 25, yeah. 50 years or how long you want it to do, then you're not going to give a damn about that one shot. We want money right now. I need you. Yep. I'm going to yep. run after you for two weeks and then, and then you know, the sales cycle ends. 100%. I mean, if you continually keep on delivering value, being there, being able to help somebody, yes. I mean, that's, that's where you create a relationship where nobody is going to even price shop or – they're not going to question, hey, is it you yeah. versus somebody else? It's just you and you send your invoice and get yeah. paid. You're, you're bang on. And I couldn't have predicted it. And I said two years, but I literally have been 15 years or longer, probably 17 years that I've been in the game building relationships. But I was looking at them from a very transactional standpoint. Um, 
And when you have transactional relationships, guess what? They're not very nice. You don't want to spend time with that person necessarily. They don't want to spend time with you. That's for sure. <laughs> they just want whatever it is you're selling and the result that you can provide and all these things. Now, those things are still important, but I think there's an opportunity to build something more is basically what you're saying, right? Like there's that opportunity to uh, build that true relationship that will A, drive the result for them and, and B, allow you to kind of do your own thing and, and be the expert that you're born to be. And that's, I call that like alignment. And that took me so long and oh, like if I could like, and I'll be transparent here uh, on this call. Like I used to write out like what my funnel would do. This is what I would do. I would go, okay, here's the funnel. And it's going to do this. And it's going to do that. It's going to do this and this and this and this. This is going to be this much because of this person said that this is this and this and this. And I've got this huge like bee's nest of a plan. And it was, it's a sexy plan, but I mean, complicated as all hell to, to execute on. And I've already got the website. I got the logo. I got everything. I'm, I'm excellent. I'm going to be rich. Uh, where that you don't need any of that stuff, especially when you're first starting. And if it's a new offer, I literally took 10 minutes to write something on a Google doc. I sent it over and they're like, awesome. Let's do some business. No, logo, no company, no, like no nothing. And I was just like, oh, well, I wasn't trying to sell you. They're like, no, we want this. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. And it's because we, I took the time and the energy to understand what they actually want. And then I was like, well, I wonder if other people would want this. And, and so, um, and who, who could use the newsletter? Absolutely everybody. But I'm like, no, I know from being a part of the community and all that, we need to really identify who that is. So I'm just like, all right, so I help experts do X, Y, Z. And, and then I put that out to somebody else who I think would be beneficial. Instant yes. And I, this is the iteration of offers. I'm probably 200 offers deep. <laughs> like if I'm being transparent, I'm not like one funnel away, dude, I'm like 4,792 funnels. And uh, you know what I mean? And I don't even think I have it yet, but I I'm starting to understand what really moves the needle. And it has nothing to do with us as the marketer and has everything to do with our customers and their problems. And uh, it's just like uh, an amalgamation of all these learnings coming into to one, one flow of consciousness, I guess, and, and trying to execute on that and making that, that happen. And is it going to be huge? I don't know, but it seems to be working quite naturally, which is is good. And someone who likes response from things, I am so wrong so many times. I thought of this offer a year and a half ago, and I was like, ah, no one's going to pay for that. <laughs> Nobody will want me to do that. A year and a half. So a year and a half of like struggling and well, you know, I, I had my newsletters and stuff. So we had our monthlies covered and, and the book did well and all these different things. But I was literally beating a dead horse to try to like take my offer, take my offer. And and I had the one that I wanted the whole time anyways and uh, in early, early days. But it's like, that's how it works, man. I am anything that I'm super like, this is going to be the best always fails. Everything that like, I'm like, man, that could work. It ends up working. And I don't know why that is with me, but uh, that's so that's why I test like absolutely a mad person, right? Especially when it comes to ads and other stuff, man. But uh, and everything else, I mean, that's it. Like you, you boil down to completely always be learning, always have more iterations of everything. See if you can beat the control. Yeah. And as you said, like how many times did you run an ad and then you think, wow, this beautiful creation that I spent thousands of hours on, and then some shitty ass control picture that never hundred percent should have done it. Yep. kind of blows it out of water 
but yeah. that's that's fine. I mean, like going back for me, like thinking to the relationship part, it's actually quite fun. If you want to make it actionable for like young or you know business owners, in essence, like if you for me, you take it to like ad spend versus uh, SEO. Like, yeah, you need money today. So let's go call people. Let's hunt them down. Let's run ads. Let's make sure that we got money in the bank right now. And if you have that, fine. But a portion of your time should definitely be spent creating those lifetime relationships or at least relationships where you know, you don't know if there's something's going to come out of it, but just being able to be the nice person, being able to share, being able to to create value for somebody else without asking for a return, knowing that, you know, something in the universe is going to help you out. That is something that just should be spending time on. And I don't think that people understand that enough, especially in the internet marketing world. No. I mean, we want money now and that's fine. I mean, I yeah. same thing. I love having nice vacations. I love nice clothes, love nice food, love nice cars. Yeah. But, you know, the, the relationship that are going to consistently bring you back money are people that you really have spent a lot more time with and being able to, you know, make an impact in their world without directly asking them for money up front. It reminds me of like Jim Marone. It's like uh, become a millionaire, not because of the money, but the person that you become during the process. And like, that's, that's it, man. Like that he's distilled that message down so well, because I, I think back to every, like uh, when I got in the newsletters in the first place, I was like, I don't want to write a newsletter. I don't like, I don't want to do this, but it was so blatant, like in my face that like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And then I thought of Jim Rohn and I was like, well, who, who would I become if I'm writing for all of these marketers? Because, uh, I helped with the growth memo, which had uh, 80 some odd thousand, uh, readers, um, with like a 55% open rate or 60% open rate. And then we had the early checkout and I was writing for both of these. And what I learned from that is that I was putting out stuff that I thought was kind of like basic to me, but mm-hmm. it was very groundbreaking to a lot of people. They were like, wow, I've never thought of it like this, or I've never seen this. And then, so I was like, oh my goodness, I do have a lot of knowledge and things that I just take for granted that I haven't really shared and, and put into context. And, and, uh, th- this podcast is like another version of that. Cause we can just like sit here and have conversations and like unpack different ideas and, and try to share what that feels like, what that looks like. And, uh, and, and the newsletters, did they make me a millionaire? And no, they definitely did not. I did well, but they, they turned me into a person that was thinking in a totally different way. And with that mindset, I was able to go and build that. And that's what I get from Titans as well. Like I get that mindset. Like you're saying, it's, it's like going in and, and listening to dad and dad telling you all these things, Brian, <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's all these stories and all these different things. And you're like, okay, 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 perfect. And then, and then somehow that, that ends up in your marketing and somehow that ends up into all the offers and everything, man. Yeah, but what you say, like how many books behind you have you read that are just accumulation of knowledge plus experience of things that you just pull in and all of a sudden it becomes normal because it's your day-to-day life. And I mean, if you're anyone who loves marketing, you consume a crazy amount of information just to try to find that little golden nugget, but that sticks in the back of your brain and you're going to pick it up here and there and you're just going to go bonkers with it. And for a lot of other people who don't do that, who maybe have, you know, if they're lucky, picked up a book by Dan Kennedy, if they're lucky. <laughs> if and otherwise, they would just be like, yeah, just blatantly, uh, you know, hard and, and lost in the forest trying to find a way. 
hundred percent. And for me, it's not just the books. It's like, I sit through sales presentations. I sit, I try to my wife crazy. A lot of someone come knock on the door <laughs> and I'll sit there and I'll take, I'll be like, yeah, okay. Cause I'm trying to, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to learn this pitch. I want to see what he's trying to do. What levers he's trying to pull, how he's going to get me to react and what offer he has and all that. Cause I just find it interesting. <laughs> like, uh, ever since I no, was, it's not just young, interesting. You know? It's good yeah. to know. It's good to know what people are doing and how you can own your craft in, in, in various forms. Cause you know, everybody has their yeah. little bit of thing that they maybe are really good at. And if you don't see it out and about, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I, I my, my wife was watching, uh, the David Beckham documentary and, and I, I loved the one with Michael Jordan. And I was like, I see a, a craftsmanship and now I'm understanding yeah. more and more I'm doing like going with big businesses with big budgets. I'm like, these are, you know, heroes. It's the same time they're playing a game. It might not be as, as exciting as, as watching a sports event, but they're still playing a game. They're going into the field and, yep. you know, if it, it will feel a lot different, but you're still like doing, you know, moving mountains and doing crazy stuff while you're working. 100%. And that's just, you know, you, you got to start enjoying it and you start enjoying life. And I think what you touched on an hour that I'm thinking of it, like you just said, hey, I don't want my audience or my, my, my clients to fit in a certain way. And then you, yeah, I don't know if you did it during the conversation or before you touched on non-negotiables. I had such a nice non-negotiable, which we came up through a, a different mastermind where I said like, you know, any of my clients, I want to be able to bring them to my kids and have fun mm -hmm. with them. And oh, if that's not going to be it, I don't want you, like, I don't want to be hanging out with some guy that I'm not happy with. And I wouldn't bring my children to, I mean, you need to be somebody that if they were going to have a family barbecue, I want you to bring, you know, be there, be able to hang out. Like, I love otherwise, that, what's the value of, of, <laughs> of taking your money? Yeah. Thanks. If you want to donate it to me, but yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it because I think that again, we put so much weight on the money side of things versus the actual relationship side. And one thing that has always served me, what you said reminds me of when I had my first corporate sales job, I sold janitorial supplies of all things. And some, <laughs> Oh yeah, it was so, I literally sold toilet paper for a living and I sold a metric shit ton of toilet paper, like I sold tons. And uh, there was one account that I really, really wanted. It was the university in our local town. And I was told, you'll never get this business. Nobody can ever get this business. We had it. We messed it up like 15 years ago, you know, but when you were still in diapers, blah, 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 blah. Like, you'll never get this. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll just start trying. And I would show up and I couldn't get past the gatekeeper. So but then I got her name, Sharon. And I, I got Sharon. I got to know Sharon very well because I would stop and see Sharon once a week. And I bring her coffee. And I bring her donuts. I bring her coffee. I bring her donuts. When I was leaving that job, they secured the largest order they've ever got from that university. It's because Sharon got promoted. <laughs> and then now <laughs> she was in Do you know what I mean? Like that's like, so there's something in that being a good human being, man, and showing up and being consistent. Now I was just doing that for money. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, but I mean, there's something on the other side of doing it when it falls into alignment, like sitting here, for example, with you, we're having this conversation. I would do this for free in like if i was on a desert i would be hopefully i would have like you said a dan kennedy book or something to like to thumb through because i love these ideas and i would do it i would do it for free so i think that's the benefit of, of creating great content and, and helping people and connecting and all that you're saying are we getting paid for this what <laughs> <laughs> well we are we're just getting paid in different capital what are all the different ways to get paid relationship right like that's 
that's a key way to to build man and uh let's talk a little bit about how you got your start in in digital marketing as a whole because we've started this episode totally different than i normally start any of the other ones but it's all good man and i know you have so many nuggets uh that you want to you want to give so tell me a little bit about your story and what that looks like that's uh that's an interesting start off like i was basically running business and I, I, to be honest running back all the way in i first started online selling when i was 11 years old i wanted a pair of chinese sneakers and these chinese guys on msn or whatever icq some chat program told me we can ship them to you but it's going to cost you like 80 bucks but if you buy like 12 pairs you can have it for like you know the constellation price per per pair of shoes were gonna be like maybe five or something like that it's gonna be cheap but the the chinese shoes were cheap enough to be buying them so but i didn't have money to buy 12 pairs of shoes so i just started haggling and calling my friends and telling them like hey i'm gonna buy some shoes here's a list what shoes do you want and before you know it like that was going like spreading like a wildfire like people were sharing these lists like these were just excel sheets of minuscule <laughs> tiny little Chinese fake shoe pictures <laughs> and they would just send me like random people I did not know would send me like I want this much um I can bring you cash tell me when you're going to get them yeah I had to go through the whole hassle of being an entrepreneur understanding I I was 12 I couldn't go into a western union I didn't have a western union in my town so I had asked my friend to do that for me and then it, it was a whole it was a whole shit storm. And <laughs> so your first entrepreneurship, you're like black, black market running shoes. Black market selling shoes. That, that was a good part. Amazing. I mean, that was, but the, the thing is, I never stood still. It was like, I'm trying yeah. to solve my problem. And other people had the similar problem and they wanted those shoes. They literally yeah. like it started off one shipment and it came through like at some point there was like six boxes and my mom was going crazy because she's like, what are all these shoes going? And then I was hit with tax bills and all kinds of stuff and or import duty bills. And it was just, yeah, I, I just had to quit because I was like, oh. I was 12. I didn't know any of this stuff. The fact that you're doing that at 12 just shows how much of an entrepreneur you truly are because that you usually, I hear somebody being like, well, I started selling the, uh, uh, bubble gum on the playground or candy on the playground selling shoes to your friends that, that's awesome another one that i would i always see was the uh the pirated cds you would give like a list of C, uh, the songs and then they'd burn the cds and everybody in school i saw those businesses i never really saw the uh, the running shoes man and you're 100 like dead on you, you saw the opportunity and we're like hmm i wonder if other people would like this as well and Oh I wasn't even wondering other people. I needed those shoes and I couldn't afford that <laughs> shit cost. So it was just, they're fixing my problems for me. Yeah. And after a while, all I was getting out of was, was like, you know, two, three pairs of free shoes out of the time. Sorry yeah. for everybody who, who, who deemed that they were paying me, but I was just getting free shoes. But that was the whole start of it. Then I had like a hiatus. I went to school. I went to college, all this kind of stuff. But I always tried to do little things, but I never understood the marketing part. I Looking back, I was just incredibly... Mm -hmm stupid like i thought like hey you know you're gonna be a good technician you're gonna get it done so at i think 19 years old i ended up having my own photography studio in the hague which oh, cool. it worked out it was pre-instagram i made some money but at the same time like i didn't understand marketing so yeah. i was good at 
what I was doing, but I, I was just a horrible marketer at that point, and I yeah. just didn't make any money. That point, I flew out to Asia to help out with a friend in a project, and I ended up staying there for a very long time, and I figured out photography is not really scalable. That point, there was no Instagram. Nobody was paying for any imagery content. Like, you know, you either had bands or big business that was able to buy photography and the rest of you all just like hey i want some free shots or i'm gonna give you promo or you know the usual yeah i will help you for you you do stuff for free and i'll help you and nothing ever happens yeah, like those friends that true. will tell you to help, help you launch your book and never show up anymore yeah 100 percent. Exactly. <laughs> um then i i think i started listening like there was a pivotal point i i read a book it was the education of millionaires by I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but that was a pivotal point where they put me towards the the I Love Marketing podcast from Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. So good, and that was my starting point on as like rigorously devouring. Like I'm dead broke in Asia. I have no money to my name. I have a computer and shitty ass dial up internet, and I was <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to suck the internet dry for any information that I can, because yeah. I want to learn this. Because this seems <clears throat> interesting, this seems fun, and I noticed, okay, I've had a couple of little side businesses, but I understood if you don't understand marketing, you're just doing stupid stuff. You're not making any I sense. I see that on so much, even with my clients, uh, or my old clients, especially a lot of the ad buyer clients, it's like, they are really good at executing the thing that they went to school for, or like dentistry, or like whatever that thing may be but they've never learned the marketing uh, part. And uh, I have a good friend here locally and he he actually is a dentist. And I asked him, what's the hardest part about running your business? And he's like, managing the people and then marketing it. Like those, like, cause they're totally different skills. And you go to like, learn how to clean people's teeth and all that great stuff. But then you're like, how do I sell myself? And that, yeah. So that that's a definitely a common thread I hear with a lot of our guests too. It's like, they just, they get into something and they think it's going to be the key. And then they realize, well, they either need to market themselves or they just end up not liking the path that they've chosen. So yeah, man, did, did you at least sell, uh, were you selling like photo packages or like family photos or what type uh, of stuff, weddings and stuff? No, I, I steered clear from weddings. I steered clear from family pictures. I was mostly doing band shots. I had a couple of businesses, like an interior decorator that needed oh, pictures cool. all the time. And a lot of it was just me like you know experimenting with photography in that sense and it was just making lots of cool stuff and videos here and there like very early on but it, it just didn't work out in terms of like the, the nobody was really paying for content yet nobody was really working out so then i figured yeah. okay let's do marketing and doing side hustles because i was able to you know be relatively cheap but i had half a brain cell that was working and i could speak dutch so that helped me get some dutch clients come over <laughs> yeah and I wiggled myself in. I just started like, I was just read, implement, read, implement, read, implement, read, implement. And Love I started it. doing some stupid VA type of thing. And I was just looking through this person's funnels, emails, all these things. And I was just telling them, we should do that. We should do this. We should do that. And before you know it, they were like, yeah, let's let's go do that, actually. And yeah. that just he's talking about. randomly built into running ads for people and and you know, once, and I think you can, you can, yeah, I'm preaching to the choir, but once you understand marketing, you're always at the forefront of business. So yep. anybody who knows how to make you money is going to be happy if you yep. come along pitching ideas or sure. if you just sit in a conversation with them and be able to, you know, 
Tell them, like, take this angle, or have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Have you thought of these? Because what it is, like, marketing is hard, even for marketing professionals. And yes. then, especially in, a, in, in an ever-changing world and of online and all other forms of media that you have, you know, you can attach yourself to. Yeah. But for anybody who's not even, like, playing in the field, is just a hard thing to, to start or figure out. And we, as marketers, we know, like, you do this. Start off with that, build out, build out, build out, and you, you'll be good. Yeah, and, but how do you get to that point? It's like literally brute force <laughs> learning, right? Like implementing, and it's funny because uh, you, you find something in a book and you're like, wow, this is really cool, or somebody tells you something, or you go to a mastermind, but then you go to implement it and you get a totally different version <laughs> because reality is not in a book, you know what I mean? Like when you're out there, like one of my favorite quotes I always say on the pod, it's like, you always have... Uh, it's from Mike Tyson. It's like, everybody's got a plan until they get a right hook, right? Like uh, that's what the market does. You think, you know, what's best. And I am so guilty of this, Lars. I'm not even joking. Like where I think I was already, I already mentioned it, man, where I thought I knew all of these things and none of that matters, man. Like very, very, very little bit of that matters. Uh, especially when you're first starting to build something, it's really about what the other person and what you can provide to them. So uh, being in Brian's group and, and being a marketer has allowed me to like build my empathy up for other people and understanding their pain points and stuff, which leads to good copying, good marketing, good things as well. Um, do you find the same in your work? It is understanding psychology and understanding what really drives somebody. And it doesn't matter if you're going to run ads or you're going to write copy or you're going to create anything. It's all about being able to really get under the skin of the person or the personas that you're trying to reach and being able to say, you know, this is, this is what really keeps them up at night. This is what really, really makes them ick or things that they wouldn't even tell their wife. And that's why they need to, you know, yeah. need to get some kind of solution for something. 100%. That's why, like, if you, if you go marketing, like if you read marketing and psychology and you combine those things, you start really understanding like, Hey, this is how human psyche works. It can yeah. be done in the wrong way. You can really manipulate people and you'll see that when you watch TV or any other 100%. things. And you, as my wife says, like, we'll be anywhere. And she's like, are we in a sales funnel? I said, yes, we are. We're in a sales funnel. <laughs> like she can see it. Like once you see it, it's hard to unsee it though, right? Once you understand. Yeah, she's like, hey, process. hey, hey, yeah, no, take notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I'm like writing stuff down, but like, it'll be, uh, so we had the Oscar, our bulldog would always be barking. And she saw this ad where essentially the guy was like, hey, if your dog's barking, it could lead to all of these other problems down the road. And so she went and she sat into one of these free classes. And so she's sitting there, she's listening. And then he's selling this like $6,000 shock collar. And we're like, well, we're not going to shock our dog. Okay. Like we don't want to do that. But she said about 50% of the people there were so sold but she said, because of what I do for a living and, and I'm always pointing out the marketing and the sales stuff, she knew everything. Like she knew the scarcity. She knew like all these little tactics that they were using to try to close her. And uh, she's like, I cannot go back to being a normal person now because you've shown me all of these things. And I, I just think it's funny. I think we as marketers and direct response marketers, especially we see world, uh, the world in a totally different way compared to most people. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. And I mean, your wife is now a trained professional, so to say. Yeah. So she sees it. But like, I would say 80% of the people don't even see it or they like it. They'll actually enjoy it. Because yeah. if you're really good at what you're doing, and if you really are like, I mean, I've seen sales presentations where it's just they make it really enjoyable for you to spend your money. Yes. Like you make really make it feel 
yes, this is the best decision. Yes, you're going to make sure that this is going to make you feel awesome and it's going to make you feel awesome. 100%. And to be honest, that's a craft in itself. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what I mentioned. Like if you look at artists in, in essence, it could be musician, it could be this, like some yeah. salespeople, that's an art. That's that's just 100%. beauty to see it as well. If you understand, like if you look at it from a sales perspective, he's doing a real cool thing. But if you look at it from a perspective, hey, he's really touching on this point. He really knows mm -hmm. when to put it in. He he, like you know, there it's like playing an orchestra kind of. Hundred percent. When I got my first uh, corporate job selling advertising, I sold a ton. And the only thing different from me than everybody else, yeah, I knew little bits and pieces, but I was so passionate about it because I had seen what Facebook could do for a company. Um, my wife and I started a, a legging company and we're doing drop shipping and we made like, uh, I think it was like 30,000 in 30 days. Like I had never seen that amount of money. Now, again, running a drop shipping business, terrible margins, terrible, like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Don't so, do it. Yeah, don't, don't, do it. How they, don't do it. So I, I was an absolute nightmare, but I had seen that and I could not unsee that. And when I went into businesses, I was like, look, you're not looking at it from the right. And I would just use my enthusiasm about the product and service and I would close deals. I would just like, I would close deals because they're like, okay, if you believe in it that much, we'll do it. You know what I mean? And then uh, I think my, my first uh, month I closed uh, one of the largest contracts that they had ever done. It was the same with the toilet paper, man. I just knew that if I could get them passionate about it and I could come ac across as enthusiastic, everybody else in the office was like, you know, laying there, <laughs> you know, just like waiting to die, you know, <laughs> like getting their paycheck and going. I'm like, no, man, I'm going to build something great. And I got to learn to master this skill. So uh, what you said about putting somebody in that state there's something infectious about that state of being like, this feels good. And you know, when somebody's trying to close you and close you, that doesn't feel good. Being sold doesn't feel good. Buying something that you need feels good. You know what I mean? And solving that problem. So it's that positioning is, is what makes the difference. Or buying as something that you feel that you need now, because before that <laughs> one and a half hour presentation, you didn't know you needed. <laughs> I can't remember who said it. It's like, uh, water and, and a roof over your head everything else is marketing or something along those lines like it's pretty much <laughs> pretty much yeah but i mean that's the, the 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 hard part that i sometimes come across in business i haven't explained to people like hey this is it, it can really be used for bad manipulation yeah. and it is being used by bad manipulation i mean mcdonald's and all this kind of stuff sells you crap mm -hmm. just because they know how good of it crap seller they are yep. and good for them that they are really good in their craft but at the same time that's what makes the the you know the warning lights go on when somebody actually sees something that can actually help them yes and they are like oh but i've already been burned or you know i was told by my doctor or by my mcdonald's specialist that i should eat this and this and this and this and yeah that makes it harder for people who genuinely have really great offers i mean i Yes. Just touching on drop shipping. I mean, this is a yep. fellow marketer to another marketer. I would know how to do everything that all these little kids tell you to do from building a website to building a funnel to building ads. It's not yep. as easy as these kids make it do. And then when you finally yep. figure it out, the margins are so thin, you don't want to play in that game. And yep. they'll tell you for $10,000, they'll, they'll tell you exactly how to do it. Yep. And they're not wrong, but it's a terrible business model. <laughs> like, they're not wrong, but the thing is like you're lining their pockets and then you're going to question yourself like, is that really truly valuable? Yeah. And it's again, it's a transactional relationship because yes. after one time being burned, you're never going to follow through with somebody wherein, you know, 
Take yep. Brian as an example. I've, I, I's gonna come up my fourth year. I'm going to keep on paying this dude probably until my bank runs out or he says, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Yep. And it's because of the massive over delivery, but also the, the, you know, the relationary capital that is being built up, but yes. also the, the moralistic values that are attached to something. And I think as a business today, much more people are gonna look at your, your moralistic business values and how you 100%. look at the world, how you look at certain subjects, 100%. how you take a stance on, you know, whatever is important inside your little sphere. To, to speak to that. So I've spent a God awful money on coaches and consultants and all of it, like in, in the tens of hundreds of thousands, like not, not millions, but in low 200,000, I would say. And just in the last year, I probably spent 60 or 70 uh, in the last two years, let's say. And it never works for me. And, and why that is, is because I'm not them. Do you know, like I try, I, I learn the script, I learn the ad, I learn those things and I would try to execute on it and it would never work. Why? Because they're not Zachary J. Radford. I am. Do you know what I mean? The way I sell, the way I do things, the way I think thinking for yourself. And like, if you look at Brian, he is the perfect example of that. Nobody sells like Brian does necessarily. Now you can like, you can break, you can go right down. Well, he's got a book and then, you know, oh, it goes to a sales page and then, oh, it like you can look at it like that, but that's the wrong way to look at it. He sells a $125 book, man. <laughs> like, like who's spending $125 on a book? And that's cheap because that book sells for like four grand and it's got the, the myth and everything that's associated with it. But I mean, like that's uniquely him. We could never replicate that fully for ourselves. So I think as an entrepreneur, and I'm learning this right now in real time, it's like the more you are yourself, the better things are, you know, like it, you can show up and you attract those right clients and, and it doesn't necessarily feel like hard work and you can have real conversations. And uh, I think that's exactly what you were talking about. And that's what I'm learning too, like today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today. Hey, Learn to give less of a crap about other people's opinion. Yeah, and I'll forget it again. And then I'll like this is the thing about learning and being a human is that you learn something, then you forget it, and then you learn something, you forget it, and you learn something, and eventually it'll stick after long enough, right? Well, I think it's like like in the spiritual practice, they kind of cut, remind you of like a fractal. It's like this uh, seashell shape that just goes in infinite tiny little loops. Yes. Like you'll see this lesson here, but you'll if you haven't heard learned it you're gonna see it again and again and again and again yep. until you actually learn it and that's i think as well as the serendipity of yourself like you seeing in your mind like hey i have to do these newsletters but you don't really act on it later yep. on something is going to you know push you again because they're going to yeah they're going to lead you down the right path and it's like it starts off as like a nudge and then it starts and then it's like this is what we need <laughs> like this is what you're meant to be doing and if you're paying attention and you're listening you can see these things a lot faster. There's a, a joke and I'm not overly religious. And I don't know if you are, but there's this joke of like uh, someone in New Orleans, the flood came and there's this guy, he's drowning and a boat comes up to save him. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you, you want me to save you? He's like, no, no, Jesus will save me. Jesus will save me. <laughs> and then another boat comes. He's like, come on, man, get on the boat. You're going to die. No, no, Jesus will save me. The guy drowns and dies, goes to heaven. And then uh, he's met with Jesus. And he's like, man, I sent you two boats. Like <laughs> how many boats did you need, man? <laughs> Like, like we, we said it, we sent it. And as humans, that's the case, right? Like, and the universe is doing this for us all the time, whether you're religious or not. It's like, I, I find that I'm seeing these signs of like, 
hey, this is easy and it makes money, but then I'll choose to do this hard thing <laughs> that I think that needs to happen. And then I'll see the easy thing that makes money. And then I'm like, no, let's go back to the hard thing. And I think there's, uh, even when things are are easy, you, you do still get that hard piece, man. But it's about having like the, the ability to see that. And I think as marketers, and this is why I get so excited, is that we just look at people all day. I'm thinking about what people are thinking all the time because they're reading my copy, they're coming to my stuff, they're doing my things, they're reading my posts, they're engaging with everything. Gives us a unique perspective of uh, of seeing the world. And I think. Uh, if you actually truly listen, you'll see what, what pops up because, uh, when I, when I put out like the last 10 offers that absolutely flopped, <laughs> they were what I thought the market wanted versus what the market actually wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but you were persistent, you didn't give up and you tried uh, again and you weren't yes. like rushing over your own ego saying, you know what? I'm this big shot marketer. I should know this. They're all stupid. They don't know what yeah. value Blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. Telling yourself, all, you're just like, hey, you know, realistically, I tested against the market, and the market said no. Yes. Go back to the drawing board, and yes. either you come back again, or you give up and you, you know, go do something else. See, my my problem was is that I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be like. Ha. Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to be like this, and it's going to be like this, and so no matter what, I would go back, but it would be just a different version of the same thing if that makes sense. So like the offer was very similar, but it would have new uh, uh, new marketing on the front of it. So it was the same core concepts that I'd be teaching, like this the same stuff that's in my book is, is that I was trying to teach and redo and redo and redo and redo. And uh, it just wasn't working. Like it was not, I'm like, why isn't this working? This other piece with the newsletters, I took what's in the book and implement them into newsletters and then that works. It's like, I don't know, man. Riddle me that. <laughs> makes no. I was just going down the wrong vehicle with it, right? I was trying to put it into coaching. I was trying to put it in consulting. I was trying to put it in these things when it just needed to be in the right vehicle. Once you get the right vehicle, it just works. It's probably just the right time for you to be in that moment, and that's the thing. Like that's sometimes it. you're 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 kicking yourself more than you are really leading yourself on because your your mind says certain things that you're yeah. just going to question or you're going to say, no, I shouldn't, or I can't, or this is never going to work out the way I want it to be because, yep. you know, you're just limited in your own thinking. Yeah. And that's why it's good to have other people just also tell you, like, I think the best idea that you just gave me is again, putting it back, put test your idea against the check writer and see if they are actually going to pay. Yeah. I mean, that's 100%. very easy. That's a 10, 15 minute phone call, 100%. maybe even less if your offer is really that good. 100%. And so like, and, but when you decide, like, so I've decided that I would never give up. Like, I'm like, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm never going to give up. And mm -hmm. uh, I joke with my wife, I'm like, I'm just not smart enough to give up. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm going to keep <laughs> keep doing these things. And she laughs and she jokes. But when I decide to do something, then it really also comes into play. So there's, there's a, there's a piece there. Like, so I wrote, I wrote this book for two years. I was writing this book, two years. I actually rewrote it from scratch, totally new ideas, everything in less than 30 days and published it. Cause wow. I, I just decided, I'm like, this is it. This is getting done and I'm doing it. And I showed up every day, didn't feel like work. And I just got in the flow and I was able to, to bang it out. And I had the expectation of like, this is going to be my business card. Now it's not going to be my, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to write a bestseller here, even though it is good and has a ton of good ideas. And every marketer who buys it, they send me a picture with like it all folded and different things. I'm like, good. 
I'm glad I was able that's to do something good. Yeah. You wanted to live with value. And I think that that's the most important without having to, you know, think of, I can, and I think that that's underestimating ourselves as well is always look at like, Oh, my list is only a thousand people or oh, I only have whatever 10,000 people on Facebook. Yes. Yes. I mean, you get a 10,000 people in a square. That's a lot of people. Yes. You, you scatter a hundred people in a bar. If they're all your friend or they're all willing to give 100%. you money, that's a lot of people. 100%. And I think it's because we live in this like eco chamber of like when somebody's successful on uh, like in anything in life, Facebook and Instagram, they're like, boom, 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 boom. So you're scrolling. It's like success, success, success. And you're like, man, I didn't close the deal today. Man, I didn't get like you're comparing yourself to these uh, to these successes. And a lot of those successes, what I truly find out is they're not as good as they truly lead on, right? Like, what's the margin on that? How much was the ad spend? How much is it like, well, there's there's more to the conversation that's not being shared. And that's why I was like, I should create a podcast where I like literally just shoot the shit. We, we really talk about marketing from a perspective with other marketers and get that feedback. Sometimes the episodes are really easy to do. Sometimes they're really hard to do, you know, because... Uh, people are like, they want to have a certain agenda to get across. And I find those, those episodes do a lot worse than the ones that kind of just flow and the ones that flow, people love it. And they, they jump on it because they want that authenticity and they want to be a part of something. Right. Yeah. But as again, back to active listening, being able to jump in on a conversation and be able to say, Hey, you know what, all this information that I have in my head, I can just funnel it into whatever conversation I'm right in. Instead of saying, you know, I have practice my script and it sounds like a script and you should buy whatever I want you to buy yeah. right now. Yeah. And we're going through, let's go to this <laughs> angle. Let's go to that angle. And I love it. the beauty of what I just heard you say is like being able to just put in like relentlessly saying, I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to stop doing what I love doing. Yeah. And I mean, if you come with that attitude in no matter what kind of business you have, people yep. are going to, like enthusiastically can jump behind you because it's so nice to be with somebody who's just high on energy, high on spirit and just enthusiastically 100%. bringing his message across and then being able to be grateful. I mean, eat, like imagine looking at yourself and saying, you know what? I get to do this every single day. And it might be, Oh, people will tell you, Hey, you're a workaholic or however they want to describe you. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know what? I am currently, I forgot how something 34, I guess. But there's people who never reach that age. They never get to play this game this far. Yes. So you got to be grateful for even being the ability to have that, yes. the ability to have computers in front of you, the ability to have a cross-country uh, or, or yeah, cross-country conversation. Yes. And just the, the ability to play within your means. May that be to a thousand people, to a hundreds, to ten thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions. I mean, it's yep. it's. Again, you're putting it all in a in a money perspective. I'm just thinking like, hey, if you do what you love to do and you get a non-negotiable where people love to work with you and they fit all the little nuts and bolts that you want to have based on what you're really like your core desire as a human being is, yes. then you're never going to feel like work. Funny this enough, fun. funny for me, money is is lower on that scale anyways. And like, I've done some deep work to just try to identify for me, like, what are those core things? And it's, they're very simple things. And they're actually free to like, like to have uh, love in my heart. You know what I mean? Wake up in that gratitude and that feeling like that doesn't cost anything. I want to be able to see sunsets and I want to build memories with my family. And like, it doesn't like we went to Disney this past year and that was absolutely epic. And 
could like was that the best time to go to disney no it was not but did we do it anyways yes because i heard the story of a guy who was uh 35 a man who was 35 and always promised his kids he would go next year next year next year next year you know what i mean and then he wasn't around to do that and i was like I'm not doing that. And that's the same reason I became an entrepreneur is the exact same way in a marketer, because I'm like, life is too short to not go for it. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I, we eat a lot of shit, man, <laughs> but I would rather eat shit all day and, and, and do it in my own way and, and have fun with it than, than to do it on somebody else's terms. And I think that's what makes an entrepreneur and a marketer, man. You really have a nice stoic idea. Cause like I've, I've almost died because of malaria and that was a pivotal point in my life. But then I can understand like people implement in their head the mindset of like, hey, you know, every day you get is another day like of presence and gifts of whatever you're going to get that day. But more yeah. importantly, like if you understand like there's a life before you understand mortality and after and you just, you know, nobody ever gets this. Write out your non-negotiables, look yeah. through them, figure them out and hang them on the wall say to yourself this is what i'm going to work on this is what i really need you know take your kids to disneyland you reminded me now that i promised my kid to bring him to disneyland so i have to go there <laughs> do it it's worth it i got there talk about a good business you want to see a good marketer go to disney all right here, yeah. here's my theory on disney you go there it is so hot you're sweating and waiting in line so you're all sweaty and you stink the food there is eh, at best you're eating off diet so you're eating all these foods you're gassy you're sweaty and then at the end of the night we all stand around and clap after we spent thousands of dollars <laughs> like that is a good business and uh they have a saying it's like feel the magic and that magic that peace it's like it's what makes disney disney and that is some of the best marketing I've ever seen in my life. So going through it and you hear Dan Kennedy talk about it as well. Like he talks about Disney as well. It's just like from a marketing perspective, you're like, wow, they've really thought of almost everything. They've done such a good job. Not like it's the second you get in that parking lot, the show begins. And it's like, this I, whole, it's, oh, it's cool. Like, to be honest, like I love reading about Disney's creative process, the, the, like Walt Disney himself, how he worked and how he created. But as you said, like I've never been to Disney, but I've heard so many good things about it that it's sense of this is like how a well-run, well-oiled machine. And I think that that is like the marketing while walking around is just understanding how do other people do it? Why is customer service like this? How is this working? I, I mean, I had a conversation today where I explained, you know, in the U.S. with the Walmart greeters, Somebody yep. figured it out. Somebody made it. They made that an SOP because it made money sense. Yes. And all these little things that that is something that you can learn. I listened to yes. Rick Rubin, and he explains yes. the creative sense is the He's same. Cool, dude, I have to walk dude, around, and then I hear Brian talking about it, like walking or marketing while walking around, like understanding the world that's going on around you and yes. picking things like oh that makes sense like i think you could write off going to disney as a business expense just understanding the customer experience 100 bringing that into your online or into your email or just understanding like hey this is 100%. what experience looks like a hundred percent like so uh my wife calls them before we get there their customer service was so nice like she got the phone. She's like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> like, <laughs> they were exactly, they're like, what are they pumping into the, uh, the call center there? They like, hi, how are you? Like just so over the top. And, and my wife's like, well, I had this little request. She's like, what is the request? Well, we wanted to get in on this time. And then she's like, don't worry, hold on a second. And then she like figured like, actually did customer service in like real time, super nice. 
and, and that like you're saying the Walmart greeter, they actually pump uh, popcorn smell at you the second you're walking in there because it reminds you of like nostalgia and you're walking into a movie and which I knew prior to going there. But when you, when you see it from a marketing perspective, it's like, ah, oh, you, you forget you're, you know, you're spending the amount that you're spending and you forget. Uh, and all you remember is why you're doing it. And that, and that's what matters. And that's to build the memories and, and all that great stuff. Right. Like, and they, they understand the experience. And now you do you touch on it. Like some of these things, like you, you, we always talk about media, 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 and, and most of it is getting funneled into Facebook, which tries to call himself Meta, but nobody still calls him that. And <laughs> the sense of it is like, if you understand psychology, like the, the yeah. you had a smell experience. There's people who do that for a living, just creating yes. these kinds of smells. Because it, it, amazing. it makes you want to be there and spend money, like literally, because you're like, ooh, and it's right where all the shops are. So it's like the first thing that you're getting as you're walking in and you see the castle in the background, you got Mickey floating around. It's just, there's something about that process. Dan Kennedy tells the story of um, they sell these, uh, these buttons of like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all these little characters. But instead of uh, making a, a solid button, the, the yeah. backs on them fall off. So he <laughs> they actually sell backs. So I went and I looked to see if this was the case. And they actually sell just, so they have all the pins and then they have the backs. <laughs> so you can buy extra backs. So when the pin does break, they know it breaks. They could probably fix it, but they don't. They just sell additional backs. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a market. Like they're creating their own problem and they're creating their own market. Because when you're there, you know, your kids, they get the pin. They don't want to break it. They don't like, there's all these different things. Oh, maybe I should just grab the extra your backs just in case because you know when they get back to the hotel they're gonna be crying and freaking out and all that different stuff so it's just but that's that's like fought through and that's the beauty of a, such a well-running business in terms of like they know all those little tiny details yeah. and if you're really really adamant on running your own business and making sure that all those tiny details match the the right people will notice 100 percent, man 100 percent uh, so let's just kind of wrap up your story a little bit. You basically like bootstrapped your way into marketing. What are you doing today, man? What are you working on and, and who are you helping? What does that look like? So, yeah, well, after bootstrapping, like I've been running my own consultancy, running ads, running all kinds of things. So today I'm working, as you can see here in the back, there's a little bit of a brand dropping I'm working with a big product placement. Uh, product placement. No, I'm actually trying to build a fort, and this is my office. So um, that's my little like child inside of me. It's uh, I, I I was reading through my non-negotiables, and it's kind of this funny like this like one of them was what do you want to do every day to bring fun in your life, and this is my stupid box fort that is almost even. Hey, man. and it's me it's fighting my kids that. for not stealing them because they like half of the time want to have them too but oh, um yeah i've been running solo running consultancy helping people with advertisement having like once once you get into their space and once you understand their business really helping them implement some technical solutions and being able to really own it in i am still as you as you say like trying to match the right thing i feel like i'm doing too much but, you know, marketing is so much fun. So the game is just too fun to play with. Yeah. Um, and and now I'm mostly focusing on, on building a, uh, like, this is a biodynamic and organic food subscription box, which wow, just man. did my heart in terms of, like, as we touched a little bit on McDonald's, it's really bad how people nutritionally 100%. bring crap into their life. And these people make it. You know, that they're trying to source locally and make sure that Have they, you they seen this uh, microgreens? 
Yeah, I've seen some of them pass by, but you should look at them. There's this. There's a guy that sells a course on how to like to do a microgreens business. I went and I saw. I sat through the entire presentation. Really cool business model. Extremely high margins and ton. It's amazingly good for you. These microgreens. I think the growth cycle is one week, <clears throat> so it like setup is very minimal. And I think maybe for your box, it might make sense to include something like that. Yeah, it's not my business. I mean, I'm working with them, so okay, it's fine. They, they put it in, like, in, to be honest, in the Netherlands, we're quite advanced in terms of farming. So anything, like, you know, like, like th this is the crazy part about the Netherlands in terms of, like, 80% of your agricultural product that is sold comes out of this tiny fucking spot of, <laughs> you know, shithole. And we don't have sun. It's like not California or something. It's just like 90% of the time it's raining. So they need the good so, veggies, man. So they, they, they have mastered the craft of making sure that food is being able to produce, which is incredibly crazy. And I think I've seen some of these microgreens pass by as well because, you know, the, in natural Dutch people are like entrepreneurs, inventors, crazy people who just like figure, oh, this may, may, could be more efficient. Oh, what about if we do this? What about if we take all the variables out of this whole yeah. equation? we just make it like grow on super speed like yeah. that's how they grew the tomatoes sounds like my that. kinds of people man i like them <laughs> we're a bunch of crazy people so feel free if you come around always welcome to, to hang out europe's on the list i, I want to go i want to do all of europe i would love to and uh i want to do it multiple times we were talking ireland scotland all that stuff i just saw this very interesting idea um i believe it was in uh switzerland and essentially, I, I'm trying to, because we're going to be looking to build a house probably in the next year or so. Yeah. When the market here is like super crazy, I don't know what it's like over there. It's, it's insane Same. here. Once things get a little bit better, we're going to be doing that. But I saw this house and essentially it's a house with a greenhouse on top of it. So the whole house is a greenhouse and it allows them to grow food year round. And it is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's on um, Apple TV. I think it's a show called Home. And I watched this idea and I was like, that's amazing. Like all the water gets filtered out as well. So they have their own filtration system and then they can grow uh, an additional two months on either side. And I just thought it was like, it blew my mind. And so I literally, I just got a magazine all about greenhouses because I was getting fired up about it. I think it's really cool when you see somebody that takes the the mundane and makes it unique and special. I think there's there's something there. And you can tell this guy was just a mad scientist. He's like, we need to do something different. And like uh, <clears throat> they were building the project and they didn't have the funds. And so they're like, we can't live without a roof. And then he's like, well, let's put a greenhouse over top of it. And they're like, well, how would that work? And then that started that conversation. And it was really, really cool. I can't remember the technical name, but uh, I think if if that brand uh, related with you, I think this would be really up your alley too, man. It was very cool. Yeah, I know which house you're talking about. That's actually a Danish house. Oh, is it's, it? It's literally, he built like this wooden cabin and then he yes. built the 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 greenhouse around it and i've been talking to my wife a, a hundred times like let's do this let's do this let's Dude, do this she's like cool. oh no we can't do this we're just crazy like yeah but that is i mean especially in the in the climate that you live in as well that's the best thing to do i think because it makes so much sense Dude, I, like in the winter time they're like they're out there playing like uh table tennis and, and chilling and they have uh, the temperature control and they have the two big fireplaces on either side. It's really, really cool, man. I just think I like ideas that uh, catch my attention and anything that catches my attention. I'm like, why is that catching my attention? Well, it's new. It's, it's innovative. And that's where my marketing brain goes to work. And I start like trying to understand why. 
I, I like it and why it sticks out to me. So yeah, that's cool, dude. So if anybody wanted to connect with you and have, so what are you, you're essentially helping people run at, to me, it sounds like you're a CMO of sorts. You're coming in and helping these companies that are literally lost and you're coming in <laughs> and helping them win, <laughs> to put it politely. Well, that is actually like the transition I'm making is as what you explained as well is like, hey, you're, you're, you're constantly up leveling yourself. So I've been running yes. ads for a crazy amount of time. And it's hard to, for me, it's hard to find the type of people that I really want to work with that are not going to be having a brain, giving me massive brain problems and all kinds of things. So I was moving much more into becoming like that fractional CMO where you're going to just jump in, you're going to tweak, you're going to look at analytics, you're going to look at what they're doing and Mm -hmm. actually tell them like, hey, this is the medicine that we're going to need and Mm -hmm. push it forward. And working with bigger businesses, like you get in a different game plan in terms of like you're getting now all of a sudden like higher budgets where you know yes. it's not always going to be 100% direct response again because now we have budget that is going to just go for getting out there and making sure that the people that are top of funnel will, will reach us so yeah. that is actually like and, and if i look at it that's kind of the role that i've been playing because you wear too many hats and then you start doing everything instead of just saying okay i only do ads because once i did ads it, I, it came like yeah i can send you all for the traffic sure. you want but you're going to get trouble if you have a shitty fucking funnel, which 100%. time is a problem. And the problem that I ran into is like uh, to a Facebook uh, ad person, everything looks like a Facebook ad problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. But it doesn't, you're like, you're saying you have to get in there. You have to fix the funnel. Could be copy, could be product, could be all these different things. I'm seeing a lot of marketers go into that CMO role and, uh, and businesses need it. Like they need a bad so yeah, for, for people who want to reach out to me, find me, either you're going to figure out how to spell my last name. Good luck with that. Or you just go to <laughs> onepunchmarketing.nl and you'll be able to find me. I'll there. make sure to put all the links in there, man. I have one, uh, one question that I'd like to ask you before you go. And I, I like to ask all my guests, if you could go back and speak to your younger self when you're first getting started on your journey, is there one or a handful of things that you would want to tell yourself where you are now of what you've learned? Good question. Thank you. I, the easy answer on the top of my mind is do it. Like too many of these ideas I had, like, oh yeah, I should run a YouTube channel. Oh, I should yes. do this. I should do that. Like I lived in Asia and I spoke the language. There's now a guy that has like a million followers because he's a white dude that speaks the language. I was that dude who was too lazy to start a YouTube channel. Yes. I was that dude that did not take 20% of his, like, you know, regular slave money, uh, slave wage money into my own ads just yes. because I was too lazy, too crazy. Just do it. Just get on it. Do it. Love the journey. Enjoy the, the continual growth and make sure that you you get a crazy idea. Just figure out, okay, take the risk and make the crazy idea work. Let's just try go. It there's, there's always <laughs> something that you can figure out or you can try it and you can do and you're going to fall flat on your face and st- people are still going to respect you because you did it. hundred percent, man. That's great advice. That's, that's probably some of the best advice that we've heard. There's all these ideas and, and thinking and, and I'm going to do this and just get out there and get her done. You're going to learn more from failing than you will from sitting there thinking about it. That's for damn sure. Lars, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for having me, man. And everybody keep doing it. Like, I'm not.
not joking here. This is crazy. I, I listen to an episode like this and it just reminds me that we're all human beings and there's so much opportunity to grow and to learn from one another. And, and the purpose of an episode like this is just to have you be a fly on the wall so you can kind of listen in. And this is how marketers really, really, really talk. Well, you know, because you are one. Uh, but at the same time, you don't get to see a lot of that, especially from a social media or a podcast or any type of media angle. It's usually like do ABC, very structured and um, you know, I just wanted to switch it up. I had Lars is a great friend of mine. We just were able to talk shop. It was absolutely great. And um, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please take a moment to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. All right. Peace.